0: They call him Mr. Kent. Oh, yeah. See? See that big S on my chest? You know what that means. What's that, buddy? (laughs) I'm a big S. You're a big S. I'm feeling good today. I know you're a little under the weather, but
1: I had a... You like pineapple?
0: Yeah, you love that pineapple, don't you? I
1: haven't always liked pineapple. I just took a pineapple, I chopped it up fresh. Just Can the thought I?
0: of it right now, I'm regurgitating <laughs> your stupid pineapple. Okay? And then after
1: you eat all your chunks, you got that juice at the bottom, you just drink it? You know how
0: it? I like pineapple? In the uh, middle of September. There you go. You get that on a hot day, you know, at the end of summer, you know, in a nice pina colada. That's living, my friend. There Come on. Mm. All of a sudden, I love all kinds of fruit. I'm a fruit man all of a sudden. I never was I that always knew before. that you were a fruity kind of guy. <laughs> now, look. Have you ever heard of a restaurant chain called Del Taco? I have not heard of Dell, except this computer I'm using right now. <laughs> this chain has 580 restaurants
1: in 14 states. I never heard of it, but anyway,
0: it's a division of Dell Computer. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Del anyway, Taco, a subsidiary of <sighs> Dell Computer.
1: They just unveiled a new French fry-scented soap, mm. which makes the first time in history the words "soap" and "French" have appeared together.
0: Oh, because you think they're traditionally, you know, just nasty, dirty people.
1: Not dirty people, but they don't like to bathe that much. And if you're over there in France in the summertime,
0: oh, brother, the B.O. And the women don't like to shave their armpits either. Yes. So, yeah, that's kind of disgusting. So does the world really need French fry scented soap? Does the world really need a conversation about French fry scented soap? (laughs) Well, it's out there because everyone...
1: Love someone who smells like fast food after a long day at work, don't you? You know, you're I right. do. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. When I used to date that girl that worked at KFC. Oh, <laughs> well, she got me going. Because <laughs> that French fried soap is pretty easy to get. You just use the olive oil from the fryer to
1: make it. Just be sure to wait till it cools off before you rub it on your body.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we use the old oil for is quite exciting. You know, people love tacos in this country. Do you like tacos? Are you a taco man? I like tacos. Are you a soft guy or a hard guy? I'm not really a taco man. You see, there's two types of taco people. Okay. Either you're a hard guy or a soft guy. And guess what? You're a hard guy. I'm a little bit of both. You know what I do? What's that? I take my hard shell, I put it inside a soft tortilla, and that's living, my friend. And then I put some pineapple on top.
1: <laughs> you know, a taco aficionado thinks a balanced diet is a taco in both hands. You knew that, didn't you? Yes, a taco in both hands. How about this for a little bit of trivia? Do you know that the word taco cat spelled backwards is taco cat? How about that, pal? Wow. Dude, put that on a piece of paper and watch it. You can try that at home, kids. If you write the word taco cat and then backwards, it's taco cat. It is. Yep. And how much thought did you actually put into that? <laughs> I don't know. I looked at it while well, I was writing this thing, and I said, damn, you're a big taco guy. I'm not a big taco guy.
0: Yeah, I like tacos. Come on. You, you really don't like tacos? That's all right. Who they're, doesn't they're,
1: like tacos? They're bad for you. They got all that carbs and grease and stuff. You get a little heartburn. But anyway, forget the tacos. Let's get on something
0: else. You ready, buddy? Segway City. Tom and Mike. How long do you think we've had the World Wide Web? 30 years exactly. How do you know that? I just read that in an article the other day, and it was talking about how, really, it's still at its infancy. Well, the
1: guy that invented it was not Al Gore. It was an English computer scientist named Tim Berners-Lee. And he isn't that happy with what's happened to it. He says he looks around, it's grown into, he calls it a troubled adolescent. He looks at it and he says there's three things that are wrong with it. Harassment, hackers... And the spread of misinformation.
0: I agree with that, don't you? And I keep getting these emails that say that they have video of me doing something bad and I have to pay money. What's that all about? See? He said the first 15 years
1: went fairly well. He obviously never visited some of those AOL chat rooms back in the day, did he?
0: I remember when I first heard about the internet. It was somewhere in, I think, the early 90s. And I went, oh, that just sounds crazy.
1: Its impact has had all over the world. I mean, even in places like India, where they'll talk to a religious leader and they say, What's the meaning of life? And he says, I don't know, my internet's down. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite thing about the
0: internet after all these years? My very favorite thing about the internet. You're
1: going to say the Google machine, aren't you?
0: Yes. Is it really? Yeah. Because I just ask Google anything, and, you know, Google gives me the information and, but, and I'm a smarter person, or at least I think I am.
1: But you can have one of those series or Alexas and do that, so you don't need the internet for that, right? You don't have those, do you? No, I don't. Where you been, bud? Would you use it if I gave you one? I'm all right. I got that Google machine. But I use Google a lot, so I like it. But I just like it because I have like 15 favorite websites that I go to every day. And your top 15 are? Oh, I go to Huffington Post. I go to Politico. I go to Mediate. I go to this thing called ESPN NBA, where if you click it, you get the box scores of all the games that were played the night before. So, you can see, for example, I'm a huge Villanova basketball fan, and they've got like six guys in the NBA. So, I can go look at that and see what, how they did in their games the night before. That's real big.
0: Do you frequent that site, bighooters.com? <laughs> I told you not to talk about that. No, I'm sorry. Tom and Mike.
1: I think knowing you as I do, you're the kind of guy that really likes comfort food, don't you? I do. And, you know, there's a science behind comfort food. Everybody just thought, "Ah, I'm going to have some comfort. There's science to it. Science. Yes. (laughs) Scientists say consuming energy dense, high calorie, high in fat or salt or sweet triggers a reward system in the brain and more pleasure or temporary feeling better than when your situation, it reduces stress. It also provides a nostalgic or sentimental value to someone. You know, that childhood where your mom gave you chicken
0: soup or stuff like that. And what do you consider comfort food? Well,
1: I guess macaroni and cheese. Wine and cheese. Yeah, <laughs> well, cheese. I got to have cheese is always on there. You know, candy, things like that. Here's the thing. Men only eat it when they're happy. Women eat it when they're sad. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. So if you're feeling good, you say, oh, I'm going to get, I'm gonna treat myself to a cheeseburger and fries. And a woman says, oh, I'm depressed.
0: My honey hadn't come home. You know, I think you're onto something there because quite often you know, when I put a long day in, slaving over that hot microphone. Yeah, baby. You know what I want? I want some charcuterie, you know? There you go. Some wine, some cheese, some meats, specialty you know, meats. That's my reward. <laughs> you know what they say? You can't be sad when you're holding
1: a cupcake. You've told me that many times. <laughs> well, that's true. Jeez. Just think how much healthier we'd be if green vegetables smelled like good old bacon.
0: Mm-hmm. We would be so healthy.
1: Ever notice all food starting with the letter P is comfort food, pasta, potato chips, pretzels, pizza, pastries. I can go on and on, but I won't. Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, do you have a go-to
0: comfort dinner? Do you like comfort food? Fried chicken. A little mashed potatoes or a baked potato? Yeah, mashed potatoes, some white gravy, country white gravy. That's right. The, mm. the North Carolina come out in you, baby. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Some collards. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, it's got to be pasta. Pasta. I love, I pasta. It's all about the pasta. But you like that fake pasta stuff. But to me, all food is comfort food. Maybe it's just because I like to chew. You're not big on smoothies, are you? <laughs>
1: you know, I told my wife to be nice for some comfort food. You know what she said? I'll stuff some pork chops with some Xanax. That's what she thinks comfort
0: food is. <laughs> Put your ass right <laughs> down.
1: Right down. Uh. So anyway, if you're wondering about comfort food, there's a science to it. It
0: actually does help you. So I say, when you're feeling a little down in the dumps, do it. Right. I think the one thing that I gleaned from your story here What's that, is buddy? the fact that men and women definitely eat differently because I want to eat that comfort food right more in a celebratory kind of way where I've conquered the world and I just feel like I want to treat myself. And women, on the other hand, when they're down, when they're sad, when they're blue, they want to eat to make their pain go away. Right. Right. That's totally different. Yep. We are from Mars. Yep. And the women, they'd be from Venus. That's right, buddy. And you know, Mike, I am your Venus. Yes, you are, buddy. <laughs> Who did that song? Bananarama in the 80s and it's Shocking Blue in the 60s. Hello. You're a, a human encyclopedia. Tom and Mike.
1: A few days ago, or a week ago, we did a story about the world's most expensive car. It cost $12.5 million, a Bugatti. Do you have any idea? I'm sure you're not going to get the name of it, but do you think you can tell me what the world's most inexpensive car is and how much it costs?
0: Yeah, I think I know this. Isn't it kind of like a tricycle?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, it, there's a three-wheel car somewhere, I think. It's it's called a Tata
1: Nano. It costs $3,400. It's from India. Is it a three-wheel car? I don't know if it's three-wheel. I, lo- I saw a picture
0: $3, of $3,400. It. You only get three wheels. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking.
1: It goes zero to 60 in 15 minutes, and that's
0: all downhill. Zero to 60 15 minutes. Are your feet coming through the floor? (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Flintstone. Yeah, Flintstone Mobile. It's got a
1: four-gallon gas tank. It's got only 30 horsepower engines. That sounds like like my riding lawnmower. The exhaust smells like curry. Did you know that? (laughs) No, it's... (laughs) It's so small, Thomas. It's so small that only two clowns can fit in it
0: only 2 that's only 2 now that's small <laughs> especially for a clown car
1: when you pass hitchhikers in this thing they put their thumbs down
0: <laughs> it's really just a it's really just that's a motor hysterical. Flight. Did you think of this stuff yourself? Yeah, baby. You're not that smart. Come on.
1: It's a motorcycle with a roof. A motorcycle with a roof. That's what it is. (laughs) So it's only got two wheels. The odometer is an abacus. An abacus? Yeah, you know what an abacus (laughs) is. Come on, buddy. Work with me. I'm working. I'm working. The sticker on the windshield, battery's not included. You got a million of them. You really do have a
0: million of them, don't you? (laughs) Well,
1: you got to work with this stuff. You know? You worked
0: hard on that. Congratulations. $3,400. Yeah, you, what do you think I do, just sit here during the day when you're gone? You're the guy that used to own a Mini, you know what my wife Karen called the Mini Cooper, don't you? What's that? The world's greatest clown car. <laughs> you loved that car, didn't you? You know what I want? This is really going to piss her off. I want an electric Mini Cooper. That's what I want. Oh, yeah. All Wait. electric Mini Cooper. I'm going to move into a clown car. I'm going to go from the bullet to the clown. And, of course, we've often wanted to put a bullet into a clown, but <laughs> that's another story.
1: You know it's funny, you know, like we're talking when I had that mini Cooper, I would beat a red light and I'd be kind of embarrassed because it's not really a, a manly car. It's funny. You know, guys passing each other in, on motorcycles, they both give like the fist pump wave. Guys passing each other like a VW Beetle, both give peace signs. You know what, guys who pass each other in the
0: minivan do? Oh, they're crying. That's right, because they're in a minivan. That's right, pal. Well, whatever you're driving, if the first prefix is mini, there could be some sadness involved. That's right. Tom and Mike. An article in the Daily Mail, we're talking to Uber drivers,
1: and they talked about the strangest things people have left behind in their car when they got out. And here are the 10 weirdest things left in Ubers in Great Britain over the last year. 45 pieces of chicken, a fake skull, five toilet rolls, a cat, a live one, the script of Legally Blonde. Who would even know there was a script for that movie, right? Right. A smoke machine, an electric scooter, dentures, a panini maker. How about a partridge in a pear tree? (laughs) Damn, a fellow could have a pretty good weekend in Vegas with that stuff, couldn't you?
0: Oh, yeah. Isn't the Uber just organized hitchhiking? I think it sounds exciting to be an Uber driver. It could be my next career if this radio thing doesn't work. <laughs> you know, when I get bored, I open up my Uber app and I just watch the cars drive around. You ever do that? <laughs> you do. <laughs> uh, I can believe you do that. Look, look, two blocks away. I'm so excited. Mm. I could go anywhere. But you just imagine yourself going anywhere, right? Right.
1: Tom and Mike. Now, did you know that between the years 2013 and 2018, there was 189 emergency calls placed from Amazon warehouses because of suicides attempts, suicidal thoughts, or other mental health issues? Did you know this was going on in those factories and those warehouses? No. They say it's an isolationist colony of hell where people having breakdowns in regular occurrence. It's mentally taxing to do the same task
0: super fast for 10 hours straight. This is why we're not going to be able to really interact with AI, artificial intelligence, because we're going to be too depressed. We need human contact.
1: But don't you think if more people, they complain, they can be replaced by robots? Don't you think about that? Yeah,
0: well, hey, we have a big problem with AI. The human being is not really meant to connect with that particular technology in, you know, such an inhuman kind of way, regardless of how human they try to make it, right? Yeah. Say what What you want about Amazon, but they do have great benefits, don't they? Look, if you die, you don't work there anymore. Plus, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get free shipping. I know. You're a big Amazon guy. Big, big, big. Big, big, big. Do you know how many items I ordered last year off Amazon? <laughs> this is going to blow your mind.
1: Uh, let me see. There's 365 days in a year... I'm going to be conservative and go
0: with 60. 155. You are a sickie. I definitely need to cut back on my Amazon addiction. Do you know what
1: the most expensive item was? Do you have an idea?
0: I think it was a piece of furniture. Really? Yeah.
1: That red velour
0: couch you like so much? You know, you'd want a red velour couch just like mine if it prompted the kind of lovemaking I have, okay? That's all I'm going to say. Tom and Mike.